All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to New York Girl Talk. Happy Monday. Um, I'm here on this Monday night, and I quickly um, forgot that it was Monday. I joined a meeting thinking that it was Tuesday and was sadly disappointed when no one showed up, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) I have had an interesting past couple of days. Um, I am staying strong in my recharge semester um, that I really appreciate, but um still doing well in all my five classes I think criminology is probably my favorite right now but I um I had my first physics test of the semester last week and when I tell you okay like genuinely I am a STEM person like I promise but I like have questions for people who like sincerely enjoy physics because like I was on the verge of tears last week preparing for the exam in the exam like I was nearing my breaking point thank god I ended up finishing it and it went well um and I just got my grade back today and I opened it thinking that I literally failed but I ended up getting a really good grade in A and I'm I'm totally not saying this to be one of those people who like doesn't even try and gets an A because genuinely like I promise you I tried so hard. I still thought that I would get like an 80 or something, but I ended up doing well. So the STEM girl in me is very happy, very proud. Um, I also have a really nice professor who like, um, he sets up like remind uh, texts. So like you can text him through like remind 101. And he's always just like, oh, you know, like I'm here at any time whenever you need me. And I always feel like it's so sweet when professors are like that because like, clearly they're just they're willing to like work around your schedule and everything and I just it, it's like those professors really really want you to succeed so I feel like that's always really sweet um so very grateful for that but um I'm here and I was reminded today about um how Rach and I had talked about um creating healthy habits and how that was like a really big goal for like both of us um and I just wanted to come on here and talk about a little bit of progress that I've made on one of my healthy habits. Um, and I wanted to talk about what kind of really affects that, at least for me. And I feel like I talk with my friends a lot about, um, about this topic and like they all always agree. So we'll just jump right in there. Um, last week I had talked about the book Normal People. And how, like, it was literally so, like, earth-shattering and amazing. Like, I don't even know if you can put it into words, like, how good it was. And there are very few books like that, unfortunately. But, like, one of my friends had read the book as well. And she marked it on Goodreads. And then (laughs) me and one of my other friends read it. And she replied. And she was like, I still haven't written a review. Because I'm, like, trying to reread it and see if I can muster up some words some some good words to say about it because like it just leaves you speechless either way I think that one good book really um set me kind of straight on reading other good books and so since then um I've read a couple other books and I felt good about that habit I know I talked about it before is I want to read books more consistently and I I do enjoy reading and I think I read I don't know if I check my Goodreads I think I read about like 
10 or 12 books last year, which is like honestly pretty good. That's like at least one each month. But I wanted to make sure that I was reading even more consistently than that because that's how I was in um, sophomore year and before that because I was taking these English classes where I needed to read all the time anyways. So it worked out. But um, now that I'm in my senior year, it's been a little bit more difficult. And yeah, I just checked my Goodreads. I read, my, my goal was 52 books, which is obviously like one per week. That's kind of like ambitious for junior year, but um, I read 10. <laughs> and honestly, I think what really didn't help that was that one, I was not reading the right books. And two, I was very, very distracted by technology. And if we're being very, very truthful, those are two completely valid concerns. And technology kind of takes the cake all the time, you know? Um, so, honestly, I think I'll talk about the technology part first because that's like, it's like the precursor to developing this habit, you know? Like, eliminating the access to technology or the addiction to technology. I don't even know how to phrase it, but... I know that it's an issue because my sister and I were talking about it previously as well, that sometimes we're just so stimulated by like the scrolling happening on like our Instagram feed or like Snapchat or whatever. And we're so stimulated by that, that when we go to like go read a book, it doesn't feel as exciting. So it ends up feeling boring, even if you're reading something interesting, because the action of sitting there reading words is not as stimulating as like a million different things going on on your screen when you're scrolling through Instagram. And I was talking to her and I was like, you know, that was a very real problem for me before. And now I feel like it's been, sorry, I'm eating a gummy worm. Just, just being clear. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not slipping over my words. I'm eating a gummy worm. Um, what was I even saying? Yeah. I was telling her like, that was a really real problem until I started reading books that actually felt like I was watching a movie and I was just so engaged that it felt like super super stimulating that I couldn't put it down and once I kind of took a step back from social media and technology in general you know but um she was talking about how it, it makes sense because when you read non-fiction books um they end up being, like, much less stimulating than, like, say, a, a fiction book. But circling back to the technology thing, um, I have found it so, so difficult to, like, step away from technology and, like, remove myself from that because I feel like FOMO is such a big part of it. Like, I'm the type of person who, like, periodically deletes and re-downloads TikTok because it's just, <laughs> I feel like it's just so stimulating that I can only let go of it for, like, I don't know, maybe a month at a time. But I do, I, I do really, really notice that when I don't have certain apps downloaded on my phone, I don't touch it as much because there's nothing there. It's, like, the same thing as, like, you only, like, at least I only really use my laptop for school. Why? Because there's nothing else really there. If we had, like, all of these laptop apps, like, maybe I use Spotify on my, on my laptop. I'll give you that. But if, if, 
Instagram was primarily used through my laptop, I would be using my laptop, you know? And so it, it really does make a big difference. But again, like FOMO is such a big part of that. And I started to to think about like why that is. And I really feel like it, it's because of how, I don't know how to phrase this. It's because of like the people that you're surrounded by. Like, for example, I, I know certain people who like have Instagram accounts or like have, I don't know, the newest iPhone, but don't really use it that much. And the reason that is, is because they're surrounded by other people, like their family or their friends aren't that obsessed with like, one, what other people are doing and two, like what the latest trends are and all of that. And I feel like that's such a, it's such a healthy thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I didn't have so many memories stored on Snapchat, I would delete it in a heartbeat, but I can't. And so because I can't delete it, I end up using it and I end up snapping people and like it takes up time. And that's one thing where I'm like, oh, like I can delete Snapchat and the memories will still be linked to my accounts. Whenever I want to see those, I can re-download it and see them. And so that's one thing that I've considered, I've taken into account, and I've deleted. And that has removed a big chunk from my screen time, you know? And the other thing, what was I saying? I forgot. I, wow, this is a struggle of just talking about yourself. No one to bounce off of. But, um, yeah, so that that is a big thing where it's like other people, yes, what I was saying is other people that you're surrounded by, if they are as obsessed with knowing what other people are doing and knowing what the trends are. And that's really, it, it hits so hard because I feel like uh, for such a long time, I was friends with people who were very, very concerned with like trends and like essentially you weren't in with the cool crowd unless you knew those trends, which you know, put a lot of pressure on me as a kid to know what was going on, have an Instagram account, be looking out, be be on Reddit and be on like Twitter and whatever. And I had to remove myself from that because that's not who I wanted to be. That's not like, how can you possibly contain all the information you need to know for like school and the phase of life that you're in right now? And all this like information about the trends and what's going on with like all these celebrities and whatever. But I... I think I was also able to figure out that like I wanted to I wanted to have a balance like I did want to know what was going on and be able to like have a conversation with other people maybe people that I wasn't even friends with because I wanted to I don't know be well-rounded enough um and especially as an extrovert it was important to me to be able to have a conversation with people about anything and so like I found kind of a sweet spot to be involved to a point where like I knew what was going on in in the world in general in terms of pop culture and whatever but I also was not overwhelming myself with that and that really allowed me to cut time away from Instagram as well and as I've gotten older I think I've realized that such a key part of it is recognizing the priorities for yourself like right now I think I don't really have any friends who are so obsessed with the pop culture that I wouldn't be friends with them unless I knew what was going on in pop culture. Like, that is not at all what it is anymore. And I think that it's it's such an important thing to recognize when you get older. 
because I could think about myself like four years ago when I was 13 and think about how obsessed I was with it, with pop culture and all of that and fitting in. And that was because of the people that I was surrounded by. But like, I wish I could tell myself like four years ago that if I just, you know, I, I, if I just hung on and I stuck with myself, the, those people who are so obsessed with the shallow things like pop culture and nothing else, like the reason I'm calling it shallow is because they were only interested in that and nothing else. If I hung on to myself in that time and only, and, and didn't pay attention to what other people liked, it would have fizzled out eventually anyways. And I would have found these people that I have now who don't really care what's going on with these celebrities and, you know, artists and whatever. And I think that that was such a key time in shaping what I was doing and how I was spending my time that I I didn't even realize that it affects me now. And so I think even now, now that I've like removed myself from that, it still affects me a little bit. And the reason I'm saying that is because I feel like that is one reason why I kind of hold back a little bit from reading more is because I kind of still feel a little bit of pressure to be on my phone and be knowing what's going on so that I can talk about it. And that is precious time that I could be spending reading. And safe to say that I don't even enjoy all of that. Like, I I think I can definitely say that reading is much, much more um, rewarding than scrolling on my phone is. And even now, that's something that I'm battling through because, like, my siblings like to send me, like, funny memes or, like, reels or whatever. And I kind of feel pressure to send them back or, like, at least be able to, like, view them and have Instagram downloaded on my phone. Um, And I think, again, like, it's just kind of a constant battle where you're constantly trying to find that balance. And it's not just, like, it, it doesn't happen immediately. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like it is valuable to consider um, consider how you can work on it and be actively working on it, and eventually it will come. Like, I feel like I'm getting to that point where, like, eventually it is coming. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe I, I will eventually permanently delete Instagram as well because in reality it doesn't offer you too much um, fulfillment in life, um, at least for me right now. (laughs) Um, And I also want to talk about um, reading the right books. Like one really key thing to recognize is that yeah social media is stimulating and it's interesting and it's exciting and we shouldn't just deprive ourselves from that especially if you're trying to build a new habit like reading consistently and instead like recognize what it is that social media gives you or what what it is that your phone or technology in general gives you that you can get in a different healthier way and for me I've recognized that like I just need to be reading something that's a little bit more exciting and a little bit more engaging and stimulating and one of those things is like books that feel like you're watching a movie and so I'm actually gonna log on to my Goodreads right now and tell you guys um I feel like all my favorite books and my favorite self on Goodreads are these books that have just been so good that I couldn't put down so you guys already know one of those is normal people um 
I also loved Aristotle and Dante Discovered the Secrets of the Universe by um, Benjamin, I don't even know how to say his name, Sainz? Um, Never Let Me Go, that's such a good sci-fi book, um, and it's like a romance, but it's so good. Essie Hinton, any book by Essie Hinton is like absolutely slaps. Um, I also loved Normal People, as you guys know. Did I already say that? I think I already said that. You guys know I also really liked Verity. I think I talked about that a couple months ago. I don't love Colleen Hoover, but Verity was a very good book. Um, The Goldfinch is 800 pages, but I promise you it's worth it. Um, And now I'm reading, right now I just got from the library crying in H Mart. Really funny story with this one. I had been waiting for months. There were so many holds. I think it were probably like 50 holds on um, this book last year, like around this time, like February. And eventually I got my turn, like I had requested it and it was finally my turn in May. And I got the email that my request had been fulfilled the day that I was leaving to New York for three weeks. And so I ended up not being able to take out the book because I wouldn't have had it back in time, which is very sad. Um, but now a year later, <laughs> a year later, I finally have the book and I'm, I don't even know, I'm quarter way in and I really, really like it. So I kind of recommend it already. And I will say any book by Sally Rooney, now that I've read, um, Normal People, I've gotten her other books and I'm very excited. I started reading them and they look very promising, but, um, I was recommending them to my sister And then I was also telling her that she needs to find what works for her too because the same books may not be as stimulating or as engaging for her as they are for me. In general, I think yes, but I think it also kind of depends on the person. So that's just something where like if you're also trying to build this habit, that's something that you can do, you can recognize. And it's important to recognize that like it's, it's kind of trial and error. Like you will find you will find like three bad authors before you find good ones um and that's okay but I think a really good place to start are like the Pulitzer Prize um list because like obviously they've been awarded those prizes for a reason um and just really popular books so like a lot of people have good things to say about um And I think one of my, I posted this on Goodreads a couple of days ago, but my new rule for 2023 is that I'm not reading any book that has below a four-star rating average on Goodreads. (laughs) Because honestly, I feel like it's, it's like the type of thing to ruin your habit. It's like when like you go for a run all the time and then it rains for like three days straight. That's like the equivalent of like reading some good books and then reading like a bad book it like kind of at least for me it sets me off my um my streak and ends up being kind of depressing but I'm back on the grind and I'm really excited I have all these books I think I have like nine books right now but I hope to finish them all and fulfill my Goodreads reading challenge um so let us know in the question box or answer box um what your goal is that you're trying to fulfill, or if you are also trying to um, develop the habit of reading, 
I would love to hear about your progress so far. But it's been fun to update you guys. It's my time to go spend some time um, reading or I may end up binging Grey's Anatomy. But um, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone.